Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. This is The Branson View, a show that celebrates true stories of life and business from America's heartland. Join us each week in the pursuit of freedom, truth, and courage that inspires us to take action. Let's get started. Well, thank you so much for joining us today at The Branson View. We are live in the studio today, and we have some very special guests. We have Miss Charlotte Watts. Miss Charlotte is a seasoned veteran in the business entrepreneur space, and we are so excited to hear from her, her words of wisdom and encouragement to us ladies who are trying to do too much at one time. And also, Charlotte brought her wonderful friend, Kelly, all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, one of, one of my favorite places on the planet. So looking forward to talking about Vegas and business and life. And ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tammy. We really appreciate you inviting us into your studio today. And it's so great to have people live in the studio because, you know, sometimes we, um, you know, we're on the phone or we're doing Zoom and, you know, in this environment that, you know, everybody's kind of crazy about COVID and being near each other. It's really nice to have live people in the studio. I totally agree. (laughs) I am done being remote. Yes, absolutely, Kelly. I am just done being remote. I want to be in person. You know, there's such a great energy Mm -hmm. when people are together. Don't you agree? Agree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, today, ladies, uh, we have a lot of people listening all over the world. And I think one thing that is really top of mind is work, career, life, family, balance, health, <laughs> fitness. I mean, how do we do it all? And uh, Miss Charlotte, I know that you've had just such an incredible career. And um, Charlotte, tell us a little bit about how many people you've had in your organizations and the the magnitude of the career that you've had? Well, um, over the past 30 years, I started like everybody else, uh, afraid <laughs> is the best way to put it. And, you know, fear is a, is a powerful thing one way or the other. But if you have a big enough need, you overcome the fear and you recognize that the truth is it is exactly what it, the acronym stands for, and that's false evidence appearing real. And then once you once you attack that, come you come to that mindset that what do I what am I really afraid of? You start looking for those things, and you move forward. So I started out the first three years a total flop. I'm not going to tell you I was this, uh, one of those overnight success, successes. <laughs> Definitely was say, not. Right? <laughs> I know. Say that fast three yeah, times, Miss Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah, so you can see already, this is not <laughs> not perfection. But, you know, the fun part is you learn, and you learn from the people you're around as much as you learn from anybody else. So I learned to watch the people that were successful and ask questions and just kind of emulate what they were doing. But I also learned a lot of them weren't as, they, their, maybe their mode or their ethics weren't exactly what I wanted to be associated with. So I had to find a balance in there that worked for me. So over the next 28 years, you know, life got a little bit more easier, I guess you would say, to, to put the pieces together. But the last year before I retired, and that's another story, but, you know, <laughs> I retired from the, the industry and was able to, to actually sell the business that I had built. But that last year, our organization, not me, 
but the whole team, we put in 143,000 people in a year. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it was a tremendous year and a tremendous learning experience. So that was kind of learning to, to get that balance. I failed. I failed forward in every every effort. And and I've heard people say you can't fail forward. Well, you can because if, if you learn from every failure. Well, I just have to say one thing. If, if looking at you, Miss Charlotte, if you had failure in life balance, wow. <laughs> I mean, you can't see what Miss Charlotte looks like right now, but she is the, the model of health, wellness, uh, balance. She's she's a, a gorgeous woman inside and out. So I that just I I, yeah. I'm like wow. If that's failing, uh, sign yeah. me up. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Tammy. And you know, to, I'm going to say that because there is a balance. And you know, Kelly was a big inspiration in teaching me about balance. I will I will have to give her a lot of credit for that because she does a little thing called the Wheel of Life Balance, oh, which is absolutely okay. awesome. Mm-hmm. Who but knew? But I can tell you, <laughs> in the beginning, I I didn't understand that I did have to have boundaries, like you were talking about before. And if you're not careful, if you don't learn how to balance family, life, career, and make sure that you always put God front and center. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the, the biggest thing, I think. Sometimes we get so full of ourselves, we forget to look at where our source is and why we're here, why we're doing what we are are doing. That's right. And as long as you go back to the basics, everything you need to know, you're going to learn if you just read the scriptures. The parables are great teachers. But that work-life balance career, you've got to keep those steps in order. God has to come first. Family has to come second. Career has to come third. And when those are not balanced, your career takes over. And when your career takes over, then you lose that total balance with life, family, everything else. And I have lost all of those things, not realizing that that I was totally out of balance. I, I'd lost one of the spokes out of my wheels, mm-hmm. as they wow. say. And, wow. um, mm-hmm. and that that is not something I would want to happen to anybody. So learning to go back and spend that time on you. I mean, that's you you were talking about, you know, the the time that you have to spend on you. You have to make me time. And unfortunately, what happens whenever we are wives, mothers, career people, you don't have a name anymore. Have you thought about that? Mm-hmm. No, your mom. Your mom. Yeah. Your grandma. Your grandma. Your aunt. Mm-hmm. Your so-and-so's wife. Your hey you. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're that lady that's over in the corner. You know, you, everybody refers to you as something, but you you lose your identity. You don't know who you are, and then you start becoming what you think everybody else wants you to be, mm-hmm. which only puts you farther into this identity loss. And until you get your balance back and take some time to say, "Wait a minute, who am I?" You know, I was to the point in my career when you were talking about that. About eight, probably eight or 10 years into it, I woke up one morning and I didn't know who I was anymore. It was like I had, I had been so many things for so many other people. If you would ask me, how do you like your coffee? I could tell you how everybody else liked theirs. But truthfully, I'd never thought about how, how do I like my coffee? Do I like it black or do I want cream in it? I mean, how do I like my coffee? Wow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't realize the little bitty things, you know, what is my favorite food? What is my favorite color? What is my favorite cologne? Everything that you do is based on what somebody else likes or wants. 
And once you sit down and that hits you, that you have no identity, that's a, it's frightening. I'm going to tell you, I have never been so afraid. I mean, I, I had success in life. I had success with my children, my grandchildren, but I lost me in the process. Mm-hmm. So you've got to take some time and just get back, like I said, to the basics. And what I had to do was take that time. I literally ran away from the world, <laughs> took my Bible, took some books, turned off the TV, turned off everything, and said, I have to figure out who I am again. Mm-hmm. And that is um, not something I'd wish on anybody, but it, it really was a valuable lesson in the, in the balance section. Wow. And you know, um, Ms. Charlotte, I love what you just said. You, you went and you searched for your identity in Christ. You know, it wasn't something you were trying to uh, become based on your relationship with other people or even the relationship with yourself. I love the fact that when you searched, you searched for who you were in Christ. And I think that is um, really a profound, solid foundation that when we discover who we are in Christ, then we can begin to live our true life because he, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, when you lose your life, you'll find your life in him. And um, so I think that's just a beautiful testimony of the journey that you were on to that discovery. And, you know, no matter how much success you had in your career, in your business, you know, in your life, um, you know, finding that depth of that relationship with him has to be uh, number one for sure. Yeah. And, you know, Tammy, the amazing thing is once I did that, when I came back to business, back to the real world, if you want to call it that, <laughs> real life 101, <laughs> it was, I, was, I was a changed person because mm-hmm. I accepted that I didn't have to be perfect. And I accepted that you could fail and it was okay. And I accepted that my house didn't have to have not one speck of dust anywhere and everything in its perfect little position. Life was more, it was more about understanding what mattered. Right. And once, once I found out that what mattered, it's not the amount of money you have, it's not the amount of success you have, it's not about possessions. The people in your life are your assets, and they are the most valuable thing ever to you. Mm-hmm. And you can lose everything else around you, but if you still have the people that you love and care about, and they still have you, and they have you because now you're a real person. Right. You're not the plastic person <laughs> anymore. And, you know, what's yeah. amazing is later they'll tell you that. You know, you mm-hmm. are a different person because now we can actually sit and have a conversation with you. You know, you're, you get comfortable in your own skin when you figure out who you are. And oh, that man, is, that's, it's a, mm-hmm. it is really um, a different world. That is spot on. Spot on. I definitely can identify with what you're saying as far as, um, you know, there's there's a place in your heart that even when you're communicating with another human being, they know, they know. Like if you're being genuine with me, if you're connecting with me, if you're present, you know, I, um, I, can, I can relate to what you're saying because I was that person too. I was that person for many years that I was totally focused on outward appearances, my career. Was I making enough money? Was I famous enough? Was I, you know, doing all these things that um, I thought was um, 
you know, an equation to what identified as success being. And actually it was a complete failure because, you know, then when I went through my, um, I guess we would call it coming to Jesus Mm -hmm. um, journey, um, I discovered that I wasn't a nice person. I wasn't good to my family. I was- um, I could totally relate. (laughs) Very um, self-centered, very um, arrogant, very egotistical. Um, I was very vain. So I, I really identify with that. And I think, you know, I'm not making excuses for that type of character or behavior, but I really do think it was a, um, it was a self-preservation tactic where I think that I was that person because I did not want to be vulnerable. I did not want to, you to get close to me because I didn't want to get close to you. And then I didn't want to be hurt. So I think that's where that came from. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And you do. It's a wall that you build up around yourself. And um, you don't realize you're shutting out the best part of you from everybody else and the best part of them from you. And it is so easy to get there. Because I think, you know, I think as women, we grow up with this perception that we all have to be like the Barbie doll. Mm. You know, we're perfect. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we have to look perfect, we have to be perfect kind of thing. And maybe that's not a a good thing to put in there. But anyway. uh, It's the truth. But we do. We have this image that's kind Mm of, we look at at people who are role models in your life, and we don't realize we're making them a role model. Mm -hmm. But we do. And we look at them, we think, I just want, you know, I need to be like that to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Or to be loved. Or to be loved. And I think with us, it's more to be loved. That's and it right. needs to be perfect. I mean, that's right. That acceptance, you know, and if I, if I don't do better than this person over mm-hmm. here, then they're not going to love me. If I don't look better than this person over here, then they're not going to love me. So you you're in competition with the world, and and that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. That's it's a, a lot, lot of pressure. self-induced pressure. It is, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't think it's self-induced. That's you know that's the interesting thing. We really think that we're on the path. That we're, you know, that all of our dreams are going to come true because we're on the right path. And then Mm -hmm. we find out that maybe that path isn't what it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, in a lot of cases, what happens is something traumatic happens in your life and you all of a sudden have to stop. You're forced to stop to evaluate where am I? What am I doing where did I, where did I mm-hmm. go? What's even important? Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's the unfortunate thing for a lot of people because they have to hit, hit the wall, so to speak, have something traumatic. Um, well, you kind of had that happen. Mm-hmm. So you can certainly relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause I was all things to all people, mm-hmm. you know, no worries. You needed a you needed a, a you know a mountain climb. No worries. Now ask me if I'm a climb a mountain climber. I'm not, but I'd figure it out. You right. know, and right. I think that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You find very you know you're very driven for all the wrong reasons, really. And it's to get that acceptance. Well, it's right? to get the recognition, mm-hmm. yep. the acceptance, the you know the belonging, uh, all the things that you know we think here again are important, which really are empty in a lot of cases mm-hmm. they're like yeah. you know they're uh you know and it's that we go back to that wheel of life okay mm-hmm. you get one of those spokes they kind of go through like this and you're the hub okay mm-hmm. and if one of those spokes get out of line 
guess what? Your wheel is going to be wobbly. Right. Okay? It's not, you're not going to be having the smooth ride that you mm-hmm. should. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's spiritual. It's, um, you know, it's financial. It's relationships. It's it's physical. Yeah. Emotional. Yeah. Emotional. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we have a lot of young ladies listening, I know, and um, I know that they might be in that situation right now mm-hmm. where they're trying to identify priorities, they're trying to identify who they are and who they want to become and the character they want to um, you know, show the world. Um, what kind of advice could we give uh, to those younger ladies? Well, you know, one of the things that's helped me probably the most, Tammy, after I finally figured out the first first priority was to get back to my roots, and that was to get back to to God, get back to asking the source of everything, you know, for guidance and for wisdom. But one of the questions I have learned to ask on everything that I do that I think is important, this is really important, is in five years, will it really matter? Mm-hmm. In five years. Will this make a difference in anyone's life? Is it something that's going to benefit them? Is it something that's going to hurt them? And the other thing I always want to do is look in the mirror and say, if, if, if someone was this way with me, how would it make me feel? Because you know, a lot of times what we do to other people, mm-hmm. we don't think about how we would feel if somebody did that to us. Right. So as a filter, a lot of times I have to stop <laughs> Think about what I'm about ready to say or do and, and ask myself two questions. Is this what I would want somebody to say or do to me? Is this how I would want them to react to me? And in five years, will it really matter? Is it going to benefit the world? Is it going to benefit the other person? And if the answer is no, then I don't have to have a reaction. I don't have to have a comment and I don't have to move forward. You know, I have to go back and look at what is important. What's important today? What's important today is the people that are around me, my family, my friends, the people that I love and care about. And if I can do something that's going to make my life, their life better, most definitely I'm going to share that. But if it's just an opinion that's based on making me feel better, no, probably not important in five years. <laughs> right? What a benchmark. <laughs> That's a great benchmark for sure. Um, you know, when we think about, you, you talked about roles, you talked about titles as women. Some, you know, some of us are moms, some of us are wives, or, um, you know, maybe we're aunts or, you know, mountain climbers. <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> so, you know, how, how do we... How do we juggle it all? How do we make sure that we make time for the things that are important in our life, Miss Charlotte? Well, I think, number one, you have to figure out what is the most important thing in your life. Mm-hmm. And uh, once, you know, once I figured out my family was the most important priority in my life, then I made time for them. And that was time that was not movable. And I still do that today. You know, if, if I have something scheduled with my spouse or with my friends— then that time is blocked off. I let everybody know this time is blocked off. It's time that I'm not going to be available. It's not that I'm going to put you out there and say, forget you, I'm not going to help you out if you need a problem. But if if it's not an emergency, then I'm going to be gone out of pocket for a certain length of time. 
And I hope you can understand that and appreciate it. And just know as soon as I'm back on my schedule, you're the first person that's there. So I, I take the people that I work with and the ones that, that know who I, they know who you are. They know whether you're sincere or not. Right. But I always keep them, number one, informed. Because mm-hmm. you know, I think the biggest mistake we make is assuming that people are going to know our schedules and know what's important and know what the time priorities are. And that's not true. Right. right. So if you schedule it and you let people know, this is my time, this is my family time, this is our private time, this is a time I have available, and I'm going to give 100% of my attention to you mm-hmm. when it's that time. Right. That works. That's incredible. I think, I mean, it is so important to, number one, set the priority of what's important. I know you said, you know, your time with God, your family, and then the career. And then also um, to set boundaries and communicate what those boundaries are. Man, if I had known that, (laughs) right? If I had known that years ago, I think that, you know, life would have been a little, maybe a little bit easier. Um, But in that priority, I think as women, we also need to take notice of our physical and emotional health and well-being. Um, You know, like we talked about, we're such um, nurturing creatures and caregivers and it seems like sometimes everybody else is a priority you know before we take care of ourselves but you know I don't want to get into any cliches but if we don't take care of ourselves if we don't make that time for ourselves then we're really maybe even half as good as we could be to other people so how, how do you ladies feel about that? I agree. And you want to, I think a great example of that is if you go back to the greatest teacher of all, and that was Jesus Christ. You know, he, when he was with the multitudes, he was with the multitudes. But when he needed to take time for himself and his disciples, they got in a boat. They went out to the middle of the lake. Sometimes they went to the top of the mountain, but they found a way to get away from life so that they could get their mind and their their balance back. And that's actually what that is because right. if you get so wrapped up in everything and everybody and the problems and and sure. all of that just gets to be like a big snowball going downhill. Absolutely. So if you don't stop and take that breather mm-hmm. and take some time for yourself, and that means you know, it may mean taking 15 minutes in the morning for exercise. It may mean taking 20 minutes for a walk. It may mean sitting out back in the in a swing with a, a good book just to get your mind away right, from right, everything else. Right. And you know, Tammy, once I found out that I needed to do those things, everything was better because you can focus 100% better with a clear mind mm-hmm. than you can a cluttered mind. Absolutely. And I love the story that you were talking about, Jesus and his character. And you know, yes, he he was with the multitudes when he was with the multitudes. He stealed away with the disciples. Then he stealed away with the three. Then he stealed away alone with the Father and in prayer. And so that is really, a, I mean, that is the ultimate model, like you said. That is the ultimate model of how to do it right and, and stay in your heart because that's what happens when we get too busy or too cluttered or um, 
not taking care of ourselves, not hydrated, not exercising. Basically what happens is instead of being in our heart and being led by the spirit, we're in our flesh. Absolutely. And we are no good to anybody in our flesh. That, and, and, you know, I am as guilty as anybody for not 100% all the time doing it right. I'm going to just fess up. And, and you're going to love this. I have to laugh because my husband's always encouraging me to go walk. He bought me a treadmill. <laughs> so so in, in spite of the fact that I may not always be able to take the time I need, I've got somebody else that's kind of watching out for me, too. So and that is I precious. That. that is precious for so. sure. Yeah, that's precious. Well, um, I just love the fact that we can be vulnerable. You know, we I'm not perfect. Um, you know, I I don't eat perfect all the time. I do I do definitely try to drink a hundred ounces of water a day. I know that might seem a lot for a lot of people, but for me that's what helps keeps me hydrated and and you know, toxin free <laughs> for the most part. But um, but I haven't always been that way. And I think that the more you learn about how each of those things affect everything. So if I'm dehydrated or if I'm malnourished, then I don't think right. I, I don't act right. And I certainly don't make good decisions. That's, you know, and we have one of, the, one of my biggest, biggest Vices on when it comes, we have something here in Branson called Andes. Oh, <laughs> oh it is oh. absolutely the best frozen yogurt in the world. So occasionally, I'm going to tell you yogurt. that's it's true. Custard. It's custard. I fall off that wagon. You know that even though I know we're doing, it's okay it's, every once in a while. And right? that's that's the good part about well, you got to treat yourself too. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of it, right? To reward yourself. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, isn't it fun to know that you don't have to be perfect? You don't have to be perfect. You can have that day when you go have a frozen custard and just be okay with it. But that makes it everything else better. It does. Like you you really do. Your brain needs needs to know that you can have treats, that you can have rewards. And like you said, you, you're not condemning yourself. So, yeah, that's fun. It is fun. Shout out to Andy's and Branson, y'all. <laughs> I haven't tried it yet, but now uh, I'm going to. <laughs> uh, that's addictive. It, it's, it that is, is addictive. addictive. Yes. No, that's one of those things that you use as a treat occasionally. Not all the time. But, you know, that's that's the fun part about being a girl, too, is that we can we can have that treat once in a while, and we need to. I mean, you know, it's not something I'd recommend every day, but, you know, once in a while, it's kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, you can do it every day. But, the, mm-hmm. but then you'd have to spend more time on that treadmill. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. A whole lot more time. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> wow. Um, so um, getting back to just health and balance, you know, is there is there any other, you know, things that you've learned over the years that, that you would think that you know, it's like, wow, that was an aha moment? Lots of them. Yeah. Okay. And I think every day you learn something. Um, probably the other biggest one was to let it go. I mean, you know, just let it go. <laughs> and that is easier said than done because I would okay. harbor things that things that maybe hurt me that shouldn't have. And then I had to realize it was the way I was looking at them that hurt me. It wasn't actually the thing. Mm. It was my my attitude toward what had happened. But I... I have learned over, and it's once you you kind of just let it go, 
You know, if the house is not perfect and somebody walks in instead of being all freaked out and trying to pick up stuff behind their back, <laughs> who cares? They came to see me. They didn't come to see my house. And if they didn't, right. that's their problem, not mine. Okay. The other thing I've learned is whenever people give me an opinion about something, I don't have to have an opinion back. I can Ooh, just let one. it go. Yeah, I don't have to be the be-all, know-all of everything. It's okay. They can have their own opinion. They can have their own decisions. They can make those. If they ask me what I think, then I may ask them why they're asking my opinion. Because <laughs> I, you know, sometimes people, we ask for an opinion, but we really don't want it. No, right. And then when we get it, we really, we really don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So I have just learned to let things go instead of taking life so seriously that everything has to have a reason. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow. and mm-hmm. once you just take that deep breath and say, it's okay. It's okay to breathe. It's okay to be. Yeah. So, okay, can we go just a little bit deeper with that? Because that is a beautiful concept. And I can think in my own life where something's happened where I've lost sleep. I can't get over it. I keep milling over what they said or what I said or what I did or what they did or what happened. And how, how do you let it go? Well, if you, want to, if you want to go back to just what you said, I think we all, I don't know anybody that doesn't do that. You mm-hmm. always think I should have done, you know, the mm-hmm. should have, would have, could have kind of thing. Right. I should have, wish I would have, and, and I, I wish I hadn't said that, or I wish I hadn't mm-hmm. done that. If I go back and I'm, I'm kind of reliving that conversation, then I have to claim the part that's mine. Okay, that's the hardest part, I think, for most, most of us, mm-hmm. is what was my role in this? What did I do? What did I say? What could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. And I have to own it. If I made a mistake, the very first thing I have to do is own it, go back to that person, immediately apologize, and say, what can I do to make this better? Mm-hmm. Okay, if it's something that happened toward me, and I took it as a personal something toward me, I have to just say, you know what? I... I Rather than taking it personally, I think I'm just going to let this go because I think they're just really having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow is going to be, if, if it's not better tomorrow, then we're right. going to look at why. Right. But let it go because what happens is if we don't, we start building this, whatever it was, gets bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ever, right. you know, it's yeah. kind of like you chew on it and instead of it going away, it's getting bigger, 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 bigger. Right. And then we right. add more to it, more thought. And, and mm-hmm. pretty soon this little bitty nothing turns into a whole room full of confusion. And, and also it wreaks havoc on your, you physically. Everybody. You physically. It can really wreak havoc on you physically where you Absolutely. become... Um, you know, not feeling well because of something that happened that could have not even been that big of a deal, right? If you could just let it go. go. So I think managing your emotions, and I know we are emotional beings. And um, so whenever something happens like that, I really do just go to prayer. Absolutely. Like God, forgive me. Um, like you said, show go to me. that person, show me how to change it, show me how I can learn from it, show me how I can be a better example, a better friend. Um, and but it does. I think I think if and maybe it is maybe it is like uh, years on earth. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> We're not going to talk I mean, about. <laughs> I mean, maybe it, but because it really, does. like when you're younger, it's like it's like you can't let it go. It's you like. Can. 
it's like it, it gets you, it holds on to you. And I think it is such a, a, a beautiful thing when you can learn how to, and maybe there's a process, you know, maybe it is prayer or just breathing, you know, sometimes both, <laughs> if we just take a breath, yeah. you know, yeah. And, and I do, I think it, I think it's both. I think first you do need to take a deep breath and say, whoa. But I think the other thing is once you, once you pray and ask for wisdom on that situation, if you give it a chance, you're going to give that. What happens, I think, so many times is we ask for wisdom and then we go give them the answer. Okay, <laughs> We didn't wait for the wisdom part right, to come in. Right. Or we didn't really, and part of that wisdom is just sitting back and thinking about mm-hmm. the situation and saying, wait a minute. Let's, let's just dissect this well, a little bit in our mind. Most people are always in a reactionary mode. True. Okay, something, something is said or done. And most people just react rather than interact, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when you're reacting, you're not thinking. You're not giving yourself a chance mm-hmm. to catch up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think today's world, everything mm-hmm. is so instant that it's much easier yeah. to do that, to react, mm-hmm. because that's how we're taught. And everything's so polarized, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so if you don't agree with me, then you're instantly, we, I don't like you. I've lost friends, well, mm-hmm. which I thought were friends, uh, over things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, if you think that way, we can't be friends. And I'm thinking, oh, who, where did that come? It came, I, that's a lie from the enemy, right? I, I, <laughs> to to yes. separate the to brethren. Separate. <laughs> Isn't that just crazy? Though? And that is exactly, that is mm-hmm. the enemy mm-hmm. that's coming. They, you know, yeah. He comes to, to separate Steal, and, kill and, and destroy. destroy. Yeah, that's well, right. Divide and conquer, divide. Mm-hmm. Well, and divide mm-hmm. is the key thing that will conquer everything in, in the, but I I, think I, in the I enemy's mean, mind. I'm amazed when that happens. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still surprised when it happens because right. I, I just said, well, Then you have to sit back and ask yourself, were they huh. really a friend? Well. Or were they just an acquaintance? Well, could be. Yeah. But, you know. That, that agree to disagree concept is out the door in a lot of cases. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny, going back to what you said about asking God for mm-hmm. wisdom. Well, our minds are like, um, we, we're asking God for wisdom, but then we already think we know what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> so, react. Yeah. So, so yeah. It's almost like, oh, well, okay, well, what about this, here, God? This okay, this is how you're going to say that, so okay. I'm going to go. Yeah. We, I think we've I think we've done this before. I remember. <laughs> I got this. I got this. Right, Even though right. I asked, I already got this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how did that work out? <laughs> yeah, how did that work out? Not well. Not well. Not well. No, not at all. Well, ladies, it's been, wow. It's been a pleasure spending time with you today. And I'm just really sincerely grateful and honored to have both of you here. And I know that our listeners are gonna just gain a lot of insightfulness and wisdom and encouragement from just the short time that we were together. We There was a, there was a lot said. So um, before we wrap up, I just wanna ask you, um, do you have anything else to share for new people getting into their careers or, um, you know, young moms or, you know, our listeners, do you have any nuggets of wisdom to share with them to encourage them? The only thing I would tell somebody is, you know, one thing that was, was brought up to me early on in my career is the easiest thing you'll ever do is quit. 
And I'd never Mm. really thought about it that way. (laughs) But the easiest thing you'll ever do is quit. The hardest thing is sticking out through the hard days and knowing that there's going to be a hard day, but there's better days coming. And that doesn't matter if you're a mom. It doesn't matter if you're a business person. It doesn't matter what, where, when, or how. If you just realize that quitting's easy. People do it every day. But they're never the people that get to the top of the mountain. That's true. That's the truth. Thank you so much, Miss Charlotte Watts. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Miss Kelly, for being here at the Branson View today. We've enjoyed having you. Thank you so much for having us. We all hope to age gracefully so we can enjoy our later years full of energy, vitality, and good health. But so often with age, our bodies start to show signs that things just aren't as they used to be. Our energy, skin, healing and recovery time, sleep, It all just seems to go downhill. Unless you're using LifeWave. Since 2004, LifeWave has been delivering its amazing life-enhancing technology to people across the world, always helping the body do what it was designed to do, only better. And as it turns out, the best was yet to come. David Schmidt, our founder, creative force, and world-class inventor behind LifeWave technology, has recently achieved something in the field of regenerative science with a single LifeWave patch that researchers worldwide, spending years and billions of dollars, could not. Introducing LifeWave X39, the world's first product ever to activate stem cells, a true breakthrough in regenerative science that helps restore our bodies to a healthier, more youthful state in a way no other product can. The secret? By harnessing the power of LifeWave's patented phototherapy, X39 uses light to elevate a peptide proven to signal the activation of stem cells. Think about it. These are the cells that generate and regenerate all the cells and structures of the human body. They're the building blocks for our organs, tissues, blood, and immune system. They also serve as an internal repair system everywhere. But as we age, stem cells become less effective. Their ability to repair damaged tissue is reduced. In fact, by age 60, they've slowed dramatically. But all that changes when just one LifeWave X39 patch is placed anywhere on the body each day. Instead of older and less effective stem cells, X39 supports the production of younger and healthier stem cells. This amazing level of control over your vitality and well-being was simply not possible, let alone this easy, until now. And the best part? Like all LifeWave patches, X39 is safe, non-invasive, and incredibly cost-effective. Look what people are saying about LifeWave X39. Backed by clinical studies, multiple patents, and 20 years of development, any one of these benefits would be impressive. But X39 is so effective, it can influence everything about your body. How you look, feel, perform, and heal. It's time you experience the power of X39. Live long, live well, live younger. Experience the power of LifeWave today. You've been listening to The Branson View, a weekly podcast dedicated to sharing stories about real life and business from America's heartland. Thank you for joining us today. For more information about our sponsors and how to connect to us online, go to www.thebransonview.com.
This episode of the Branson View podcast has been sponsored by an independent LifeWave distributor. The statements on LifeWave products on this podcast, website, or associated materials have not been evaluated by any regulatory authority and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or medical condition. The content provided by LifeWave is presented in summary form and is provided for informational purposes only. Always consult with your physician or other qualified healthcare provider before embarking on a new treatment, diet, or fitness program. We assume no liability or responsibility for damage or injury to persons or property arising from any use of any product, information, ideas, or instruction contained in the materials provided to you. LifeWave reserves the right to change or discontinue at any time any aspect or feature containing our information. Our patches are based on the theory of phototherapy. The patches are not proven based on conventional medicine standards and should not be used in place of medical care.